I think Ray's going to be a part of it on Friday. Ray will be in the mix. I think I might be doing a couple of panels with him. I might have to come up with something good. You should get the him going. You oh, should I just get him so I fired did up. With Ray, I was complaining and bitching, and I didn't really know Ray that well, and he just looked at me. He was tired <laughs> as well, and he goes, I need you to shut up. <laughs> then he had the, the King Daddy Topper on top of it. He goes, I just need you to shut up and do your job. And then he turned around and never talked to me the rest of the time. Did you do your right job, there. though? Like, did you settle in That's and do a your leader job? Right I'm just a natural-born bitcher and complainer. I don't know. I just <laughs> right. like doing it. Let's, Go ahead. Bring let's him bring in. him in here. Ray Ferraro <laughs> joining us here on the Maple Toyota Hotline. Uh, is that an accurate assessment, Ray, or what? Yes. Yes, but, oh, you know how they always say, like, pay it forward? I started working at ESPN with Barry Melrose. Melly's one of the one of the great people around the game. And so here I am, I'm still playing. I'm like, why are we here at one in the morning to tape a show? And Barry would, he always had his IFB cord, you know, so people don't know it's a thing that plugs in so you can hear in the producer. And he'd be swinging it around and he'd go, Ray, it's time to make the donuts. Let's go make the donuts. Mm -hmm. In other words, shut up. It's time to go to work. Get on the set at one thirty. Try to make sense. And we're out of here at two. And I was like, so you're like, can we get out of here? And I'm like, just can we just get to the end of the day? Yeah, get the hell out of it's here. It's a long day, man. It's oh. a long, long day. And I'm going to start with this though. I got three things. Yeah. One, you've got finally, uh, you know, when Noodles is out working, you put the Italian in the middle. Yeah, That's Ray. Good work. <laughs> That's really good work. Two, Hayes, I hear now you're a D expert. You're breaking down everything. That's right. So now. Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm really wondering where the hell this show has gone in the time <laughs> on. And three, oh, I'm going to hit balls a little later. What clubs do you use? Only only Hazy B and myself only use TaylorMade. What do you have at this moment? None. Only Taylor. Oh, 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 yes. Yes. <laughs> that, that's, yes. Go ahead, Ray. What do you make of that news? I... I, I don't want to say it was the loudest I've laughed at someone's misfortune in a while. There's that German word, I think it's schadenfreude, so mm -hmm. I'm just waiting for my clubs to get stolen. I'm like, oh, God, his club stolen? But, yeah. Well, me and, the oh. reason my clubs are in my truck in February is because me and Hazy B were going to TaylorMade the next morning to for a fitting. So we were going to look at some stuff, and I wanted my clubs in the car so I didn't have to dig them out of the garage in the morning. So I put two sets of my favorite clubs in the truck in my bag and one of my favorite putters, and I wake up and I got no truck at all. Heartbreaking. That is heartbreaking. And just think, the guy that stole the truck, he's like, what am I going to do with these clubs? Oh, that's the best. You know, the I know Dude, that's what I'm hoping, Ray, that the guy looks in the back because God knows he threw out the AirPods. Grab my clubs! And throw them out the back. <laughs> have we been checking Kijiji? Like, do we have someone closely monitoring Craigslist and Kijiji for we're these tracking, clubs? We're tracking the trade rate board, man. Yeah. We, got, we got enough on our... I, I don't know. What are we going to do? Like, TaylorMade's going to hook you up. They're great people over there. We're, it's still cold here, Ray. It's snowing. It's still cold. We're still at least a month and a half away from playing. So, But they're your favorite clubs. That's the yeah, part. It hurts. I mean, it's yeah. just they were a, a set of clubs. Ah, you get other ones. And they, they feel different. And you'll dig it out. Oh, you'll be back to plus two, giving Hayes five shots aside in no time. Yeah, but if we play for money, I'll beat him every single time. I've always I said that. It. You put money on the line, there's no chance this guy can keep up with me.
If the if the cap is dialed in the way it's supposed to be, I will dust you. Dust you. Maybe if there's music in the cart. Hang on a second, Hang on a second Frank. Hang on a second, I don't Frank. know, man. Frank. Well, what does that mean? I can't play for money. Hayes? I don't. I've never seen you do it. I've you've been out with my guys. We've offered you the chance to play, and you're not willing to uh, put the cash on the line. So, well, you know what it is. You guys are ten handicaps, and I'm a scratch. So you guys can go out there and just goon it up, and I'm giving you money. <laughs> That's not true. If the numbers are we got locked get, in, we got Ray on. All Enough right, moving on. Garbage. I'll deal with you later with that accusation that I did. Well, you need to deal with me. I guess I'm the one that laid the accusation on the line. Um, all right, Ray. Look what you've done here. There's so much going on, and we're yelling about handicaps and and what we're going to do on the course Feels of the like summer. Home. As it should. It's always good to have you, buddy. And, I mean, the city of Toronto is buzzing. The Eastern Conference is buzzing. I mean, the West is in a stupor right now. Do they realize that they're allowed to make moves? Like, what do you make about what's what's going on here with the Leafs, Rangers, Tampa making moves? I mean, everyone seems to be all in in the East. The, the one thing I can't get past with these moves over the last, I guess, two weeks is that, okay, so Boston has been the class of the league this year. They've been They've had a... Virtually a perfect season. But if you get, just put them aside for a minute. Now you've got, in the first round, like 99%, Tampa, Toronto, Devils, Rangers. Two of those teams are going home in 10 days. It's once the playoffs start. All this work, all these, you know, you've got to bite down on it and go, okay, yeah, we're going to do this. We're going we're gonna to trade away a little bit of the future. We're going to... We think our team is really good. And you don't, there's no guarantee you're even going to get out of the first round. Mm-hmm. Like Those four teams, to me, stand out more than anything because I think every one of them is a really good team. And they all should be trying to get as good as they can get. But my goodness, like the, can you imagine you put those teams together and then you get punched right in the nose in the first round. Like, okay, well, of course we're in Toronto. We'll start there. What if you score six goals three times on Tampa and Vasilevsky makes 45 saves the other four games? Like, like it could happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're like, man, we put the Like, the Leafs are, they're different this year, I think. They just, they look different. They play different. Um, they can win a low-scoring game, a low-event game. Of course, they can score. You know, the way that, you know, their top guys score. If you look at that series, you're like, Tampa and Toronto, the forwards are kind of a wash. The D, I, I don't know. I, Tampa's D is not what it used to be. So I, I kind of think it's almost similar. And then you get to the goalie. And it, I'm, I'm going to bet my house on Vasilevsky every time. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that in that series, that's the way it's going to go. They're just, they're so evenly matched. And what a, I know there's all this, you know, pressure on Dubis and Keefe to get past the first round, but what else are they going to do? Like, you just happened to put together an excellent team at the same time that Boston and Tampa were in an incredible run of players. Like, it, it, part of it's bad luck, for sure it is. Part of it is they didn't get it done. But here you are, you're now right back in the same spot, and you got to fight like hell to get out of the first round. And if you win, oh, good, probably Boston's waiting there, too. Ray, how do you make it translate? You said they look better, and it's got a different feel to it this year. How do you get that, whether it's the coach's responsibility? It's not his responsibility because the players go out. 
But if you were to talk to them, how do you get the best players to make it translate differently in the playoffs? This is what I see just watching them all. Is like, it feels like the best players have... Like You can have whatever you want with your role, guys. If your best players don't, don't play dominate. the right way, you just don't win. You're just never going to win. It just doesn't, doesn't happen. And the right way is sometimes there's not a risky offensive play to make. Sometimes you've got to come back a little deeper in your zone than you want. It's all like, it's, it's like kind of hockey talk, yada, 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 except it really matters. Because when I'm watching Tampa last year go all the way to the finals, they had no players, right? By the time they got to the finals, I was watching those guys walk into the rink, and I'm like, how are they going to play today? Like the game six when Colorado won, Nachuskin came over. He was wearing a, a Marriott slipper on his foot because he couldn't get his foot in his skate. Like by the time they get there, they're just beat to hell. And I think this year it feels like the Leafs' best guys are – either mature enough or they understand better or they're committed enough, but they look like they're, they're ready to do that. And to me, that, that just leaks down through the rest of the roster. Then they go make these deals, and the deals even feel different. Like the deals in the past felt like they were getting a guy with a $10 reputation and they were getting him when he was only worth $7. Now they're getting guys with reputation, but they have game left. They are, they are difference makers to their lineup. Like, all four of those guys will make an impact that they've got lately. O'Reilly, Achari, um, uh, and the trade today with Lafferty and McCabe. All four of those guys will play in the playoffs, and they'll be effective. So I, I really like, honestly, I really like their team. I really do. I just, I would say the same thing about Tampa and Boston and Jersey and the Rangers. I really like their teams. I just don't know if it's enough to get out of the get out of their divisions. Like, how, how would you know? Ray, if you're out in Edmonton right now, are you not thinking, let's not waste McDavid and Dreisaitl, especially in a year where the Eastern Conference is jammed and they're bringing everyone onto those teams, and now you think there's not a lot separating all these teams, Mini, Colorado, Vegas, Edmonton. It's like, do you not think you need to do something here to show those guys you're ready to put them over the edge right now? Yes, except what if, Frankie, you, the deal you can only get done makes your team 5% better or 3% better? Is that even worth doing? Maybe so your fans can say, oh, we brought in a player, but is it really worth doing? I think the, the biggest problem right now is as you get down to the deadline, the teams that are holding players that the contenders or the playoff teams want, they're just holding. Right now, they're, they're hanging on to their hands and they're – they're playing one team off another. They know Edmonton would love a defenseman. So if you're Nashville and Barry Trotz is taking over after this year, you know we're sitting in with the meetings from David Poyle. Those two guys go back 30 years. Do you not think they're saying, we know that Edmonton would like to poke around Matthias Ekholm. We know Ekholm's a really good player. Why are we going to make the deal today when on Thursday we might get two more assets out of it? So I, I think they're, yes, I think the Oilers for sure are going to make a deal. Whether they can make the deal they really want, I, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's really hard because there's not really a lot of difference makers that they need. They don't, they don't need around the edges, guys. They need somebody to help throw them into another level. Like, like if they were able to get Ekholm, 
I mean, that erases one set of question marks for your team. You don't have to worry about it. But can you make the deal? Do you have the right pieces? Or does somebody else go, hey, David Poyle, I got an extra second-round pick here that maybe Edmonton doesn't have. Maybe they've moved it in another deal. Mm -hmm. It's way harder, I think, than we all think. Well, it's interesting what what Tampa continues to do. They've been to three straight cups. They've won two of them, and they just traded a boatload for a depth player. Good player, but depth player. And they want this window to stay open, and they're willing to pay the price for that. You look at what Colorado did last year. Like, I get the impression, like, the other teams, and maybe this has always happened, right? But teams are looking at what Tampa's done, looking at what Colorado did. I think Dubas is a perfect example. Like you said, you got to get guys that are going to play. Like, and you got to pay a price. Yes, you might be overpaying, but so be it. If that's the guy you want, that's the guy you believe in, there's no point in wasting time because on March 4th, it's it's over. You can't get them. No, there's a time to be like Chicago. I think they've got, like, I don't know, 35 picks in the next three drafts or mm-hmm. something, like some crazy number. There's a time to collect those draft picks and throw them in the, the draft bucket, and you've got to build, you've got to build. And then there's a time, honestly, I don't think – I don't know. Did you guys see those uh, comments by Julian Breezewalk yeah. today? Yeah. I thought they were like so honest. Like, who cares about that first round pick in two years? Mainly because I have Hedman, I have Stamkos, I have Point, I have Vasilevsky. I've got a chance to win. So why am I worried about five years down the line? Because that's when those players, a player you draft in two years, that's when they're going to get to be a factor for you. They don't, they don't have time to process and build a player. Like they, Cal Foot was a draft, the first round pick for them. I think I want to say 2017. I might be wrong on that. Like they, they signed a guy last year who was a seventh round pick. They signed him this year, rather Nick Perbix and Perbix and foot. You can't really tell the difference between the two of them because they're both six, four. They both are going to play in the third pair. You don't need them both. So they put foot in this deal uh, to Nashville because they're like, yeah, we've, we've already got another guy. Tampa has done, Tampa is able to do this, I think, because of two reasons. One, they got lucky at the top of the draft when all those guys were available, at, you know, and the, the core pieces of their team. And secondly, their scouting staff has done an amazing job at pulling out mid-round picks. Alex Kalorn, Ross Colton, Braden Point was a third rounder. Uh, they had Andre Palat as a seventh rounder for 10 years. Like all these picks, plus the best players being available on your draft day, makes them able to do, the way, do this the way they are. Just think of this, though. They drafted Vasilevsky 18th in the draft. That was their second first round pick that year. Their first pick was Slater Cuckoo. Like, so they, got, they had Cuckoo, uh, like everybody else did, on the draft board ahead of Vasilevsky. Mm-hmm. Then they get a second pick, and they go, yeah, we'll take this guy. Turns out he's the best goalie in the world. Like, sometimes you just got to get unbelievably lucky. With Ray Ferraro, TSN hockey analyst. Um, well, that's who the Leafs are going to match up against. Like you've been saying, it's Toronto, Tampa, Jersey Rangers. We know where it's going. Um, in terms of the top six here in Toronto, how, how, do you, how would you play this out, Ray, in terms of where Matthews plays, Marner plays, O'Reilly, Tavares on the wing? Like, is that, that's been relatively intriguing for us since they acquired O'Reilly that they moved Tavares to the wing and he stayed there. How do you see this all kind of shaken out before game one? Well, I, I think O'Reilly, 
I would like O'Reilly in the middle because I think he does better work down low defensively, even though John's been more than fine. Oh, you played both wing and center. I, I played wing right at the very end of my career. I felt like I was in a phone booth. I hated it. I felt no freedom. Like, you ended up most times on the wing. Did you like that, or did you like the middle? What was the difference for you? Because Tavares has to view the game completely different from the I wing like, and the middle. Well, Ray, I kind of transitioned into kind of a playmaking center to a shooting winger, and once I got that one-piece synergy stick, and I played with guys like Ron Francis, it's like, get me in the, get me in the garden spot and watch out. I mean... <laughs> Who the hell wants to do work down low when you can just go to the open area? <laughs> the only thing you had to worry about on the wing, I felt when I was over there, was if if your D threw a if a Frankie Corrado threw a muffin around the board. Oh yeah, and 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 here comes the steamroller down the wing to pinch in, like that to me was like that was stress. Yeah. But well, Ray, the best the- thing was all these guys have to backtrack now. Yeah. All the responsibility back in the day was like, that big slug back there, that lefty, he can't beat me up the ice. And a lot of the times he didn't care to get up the ice. <laughs> yeah. So you could waltz back there at your own leisure, and as long as that goon left defenseman didn't want to score, you were golden. Well, I would say when, whenever we played Philly, when we were on the ice, I looked for Brad Marsh every time. I'm like, he is not getting up there in a hundred years, he's the guy for me. Just get up there. I got him taken care That's of. That's your pace car. Oh, yeah. I, can, I know I can keep up to him. So, but I think the way they're set now is, is a good way to start. They do have, one thing Sheldon Keefe has is incredible flexibility in his lineup now that he's never really had before. Um, most teams don't. And so if... You know, there, there's a point where O'Reilly's foot speed catches up to him a little bit. And I know him and Tavares aren't the fleetest of foot guys, but if they end up, if they end up out of position somehow, it's not going to be a big deal. They're kind of the, you know, they kind of go with the same pace. And whoever's on the other side for them is going to be the creator, whether it's Nylander or Marner. However they decide to roll those through, some of it will be who does Tampa want to play against those players? Like, do they want to play Nick Paul's line against Marner or against Matthews? Do they want to play uh, Stamkos and Point and Kucherov and force the Tavares line into a different matchup? Like on the road, you're going to have to adjust. And the the great the great equalizer is is having options and flexibility, and the the Leafs will have it. I mean, Tampa moves their guys all over the place, but this is something I think that Toronto's going to have. Uh, have the ability to do that they just couldn't do in the past. Yeah. Uh, is that your number one series? Like, objectively, Ray, if you could be between the benches for one, would it be Tampa-Toronto? or? Well, it would be, honestly, it would be either one of those two. Like, I think yeah. the Ranger-Devils thing is going to be a track meet. Right. Like, I think that's, that's going to be so fun. And if I had to do the series, I could stay in one hotel and just go back and forth. <laughs> that's that pretty would good. Be a bonus. That is that's that's your answer right there, as it should be. Um, <laughs> but I got it. But I mean, how can anybody look past what Tampa's done in three years, and the Leafs, who seem like poised to, like it really? I don't know. It really feels different for me watching them. Like this, this is this is like a series that needs to happen for for it. For the Leafs to get over the hump, like they need, they need to beat 
Tampa. One of the big like that, boys. Yep. Yeah, and that's, the, that's what has to happen. Now, when Vancouver made it to the finals in 2011, they had lost, I think, two previous years to Chicago. And it was like the, they were the you know, the scary guy in the closet, you know, when you were a little kid, you'd have a nightmare, and there they were, and it was the Blackhawks. And finally, finally, the Canucks beat them in the first round when Burroughs scored. And then it was like, it freed them up. They get all the way to Game 7 of the Cup, and this is just the way it's supposed to be. All right, buddy. Well, we'll catch you on Friday, and uh, we always appreciate you finding time for us. Thank you for this. Thanks. Are you uh, are you wearing a suit Friday again, Hayes? Yeah, I, I think so. I might be breaking out a new suit, actually. I'm waiting on word on that. Oh. I might get a little bit crazy on Friday. You'll have to wait and see, Ray. I know he's got professionalism all over. He'll have he'll have something going there. Maybe a nice little pocket square on, on trade day. What do you think? No, they're out of style, pal. Those things are all <laughs> in the garbage. <laughs> Cutting edge. You know that, Ray. Cutting edge of style. That's how we operate here, buddy. If, if, if O says they're out, I'm throwing mine in the garbage. They are. They're all garbage. Sayonara. See you later. All right, See buddy. You, there he is, Ray Ferraro, TSN ESPN hockey analyst, joining us here on the Maple Toyota Hotline. Build your next dream Toyota at Maple Toyota and check out Maple Toyota's pre-owned inventory arriving daily. It's time to Toyota. Visit mapletoyota.com. Uh, more on the Leafs in the next hour. Chris Johnson will join us. The Raptors got their doors blown off last night. In Cleveland, they were rolling prior to that. But they finally met a legitimate team, and we saw what happened. Uh, Josh Lewenberg on that and more still to come as well. But the skipper of the Jays is coming up, John Schneider, as he put the clubs away. Last time we talked to him, he was saying he liked to tee it a lot during I the I think those boys down there, they get their work done early, and then they tee it. All right. Not we'll try sure, to, we'll ask them. We'll get to the bottom of that, and uh, how are things working out in camp early into camp? We'll catch up with John Schneider. We'll do that next.